Hey, hello everybody. This is David opposing the Matrix. How are you today? I'm doing good. Uh, pardon my the way I look, but you can see behind me we have kind of a mess, and I've been trying to clean it up and um, and get it going and everything else. So uh, anyway, uh, it's been a long day, fruitful day, but a long day. So and I think I've got all the sheetrock and and uh, wood shavings out of my beard. So we're ready to go here. Um, last Monday, um, you, you folks have known that I've had a problem with these shows lately. And well, probably for the last four or five months, every once in a while, there's this uh, terrible, terrible noise that comes across. It sounds like uh, like a 60 cycle hum, actually. And um, then it distorts the voice and everything else. And it's really been a drag. And, and it used to be when it, it would only happen when I would play videos from YouTube or something like that. And even when I wasn't online, I'd play YouTube videos. It would happen. Well, it happened last Monday for like two thirds of the show. And that's unacceptable for me. I can't put out a product like that. I know that I left it on um, Twitch. And after I do the show tonight and, and Twitch has it, I will get rid of that show because it's it was it was subpar. But um, anyway, what I wanted to do, uh, I tried to do last Monday, and I did it successfully except for technical errors, was I wanted to talk about a, a coming Chinese invasion of not just Taiwan, but also the United States, okay? Um, we know that the United States isn't really mentioned in um, – in scripture, um, pardon me, the kings of the east are, we know they're China, we know the king of the north is um, Gog and Magog, we know that's most probably Russia, we know who the kings of the south are, we know who all the players of the attack against Israel and Ezekiel 38-39 are, um, but um, now Jim Wilhelmson, to his credit, has um, come up with a hypothesis that uh, the United States is mentioned in scripture as Babylon. And uh, there are some scriptures that talk about uh, though you uh, put your, your, um, your nest among the stars, I will pull you down. Well, you know, the United States was really the first that landed on the moon or the only uh, with men that is. And um, yeah, we run the space race, of course. Now there's some people that will argue about that. And to tell you the truth, I'm neutral on that, okay? There's a lot of evidence to prove that we didn't go, and there's some evidence to prove that we did. So it's a gray area, and I'm not going to argue about it, okay? Um, so, and, and there are a couple of other scriptures, too, that uh, tend to point to the fact that maybe the United States is Babylon in scripture, uh, particularly in uh, Revelation, and maybe in Daniel. So, um, but aside from that, there is no mention. Okay. So what does that mean? Does that mean we're going to be here, but at a lesser capacity to where we can't do anything? Does it mean we're going to be incorporated here in the United States into the new world order? And then we'll be known as a part of another area. That's a possibility. Um, however, when you look at the Illuminati map and the Bilderberger map of the, um, the new world order, the United States, Canada, and depending on which map you look, Mexico are all part of one of the 10 crowns or horns or, you know, um, kings. And so 
<laughs> I really think that maybe we'll be around, but at a diminished capacity. I think that, uh, well, looking what um, Brand, I'm not Brandon Biden, um, is doing to this country, it, it wouldn't take much for us to be on a, a lesser scale, you know. And we won't go into all that. Uh, you you all know all that's going on uh, with uh, with uh, creepy Joe, lazy Joe, Joe, and um, and we won't go into that. But anyway, so like I said, I think we will be around. I think that there may be a nuclear attack on the United States, and we will retaliate on whoever attacked us, and that could mean Russia and China. Okay. A lot of people like to point out that Russia and China are are, are like this. Well, they're not. Um, different kinds of communism when they were both communists. One was Marxist, which was China, and the other one was Leninist, um, which they we would have they would have us believe was less severe. <laughs> Unless you come from that that area, then you know that it wasn't less severe. It was uh, it was pretty um, a funky, uh, for lack of better words. Uh, sort of deal and so uh, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to act together but the Russians and the Chinese have been at each other's throats ever since well for a long time you know I'd say most of the 20th century okay especially after World War II uh, it was it was a kind of a bizarre relationship because they they made it well known that they didn't like each other, but when the Chinese needed something, the Russians gave it to them. And the Chinese very rarely gave anything to Russia because they didn't have anything. So Russia tried to foster the um, the, the uh, Chinese, the mainland China, the communists. Uh, I guess any kind of communism to them was um, was good, <laughs> you know, as long as they were fighting the United States and the uh, and, you know, our, our Western world. So anyway, uh, let's see, where were we? Okay. So, yeah, there is a possibility. Uh, if you look at Ezekiel, I think it's 39. It talks about um, that God would rain down or, yeah, he would rain down um, fire on Gog and Magog, and those that dwell safely in the coastland. Well, I can't think of another country in this world that dwells safely in the coastlands. Um, the coastlands in that scripture seems to point to a faraway place, okay? The faraway place of safety, you know, uh, being protected by two large oceans um, all these years and stuff before airplanes and, and jets and missiles and everything. Uh, we, you know, we were pretty safe here, and we still are to some degree. Uh, with, with the advent of uh, ICBMs and then uh, submarines launched ICBMs and and everything else, uh, we're not as um, as good as we were. And um, I, I apologize if you hear noise outside. We have some teenagers out there that are running around rampant, and uh, and that's okay. They they're allowed to do that. They're teenagers. Let them have their fun. Uh, teenagers can't have fun like we used to have when we were young. So any fun that they can get. Let them have it, as long as it's not malicious or breaking the law or anything. Um, the laws it currently stands. Let's put it that way. Um, a lot of the teenagers I know are the "don't tread on me" kind of teenagers, and um, I love them a lot. I really do. So, 
anyway, uh, the United States, like, like I said, will probably be here and, uh, in a diminished capacity, and we won't be able to do anything. Uh, and I think that's going to be the case, too, when, uh, when God comes down into, uh, into Israel. And uh, there, there are countries around this world that are, are salivating, waiting for us to, to um, lose any kind of uh, empiral, yeah, empiral, I guess that's a word, um, way, you know, until uh, we're not a superpower anymore, let's put it that way. And um, so, yeah, they're salivating, waiting for that to happen, because when that happens, then they can make their moves, you know. And boy, are they going to make moves. But um, anyway, so the Chinese um, are devious, uh, a devious bunch talking about mainland China and the political people, not not the Chinese people, uh, you know, uh, on their own. Uh, the Chinese people are mostly really good people, nice people, and um, and they just want to live their lives just like anybody else. And <laughs> sorry, I got things going on in the background. Okay. You guys, especially the guys out there that have beards, you know, you have that one area of black that just won't go away. Uh, that's where mine is right here. And it makes it look like I have Oreo cookie or something on the corner of my mouth, but I don't. Um, so, okay. So, the Chinese are, are a secretive society. Uh, you know, the communist uh, Chinese are secretive. Uh, quite a bit, quite, quite good, <laughs> quite, good, quite well, actually, they're, they're secretive, uh, very covert. And um, they don't let their plans leak out normally. However, from what I understand, there are elections coming up in their Politburo. And there are some that want to become leaders and aren't leaders. And of course they're going to leak something. They'll leak something from the, um, from the other side to embarrass the other side so that the other side doesn't get elected, uh, by the Politburo. And, and that's the case with, uh, what I'm going to read to you. Um, it's, it was actually an audio that was made of this meeting that they had. And it was in the province of Guangdong, I just love saying that word. I don't know why. Um, and uh, I guess Guangdong is going to be the uh, the jumping off point for this invasion of Taiwan. But you got to realize that China, well, Biden in his diminished capacity, if there is any capacity whatsoever left, has said that he wouldn't stand for that. Well, I don't see how that works because he's taken a lot of money from the Chinese. The Chinese helped him to get elected. The Chinese corrupted the voting machines. The Chinese did this. The Chinese did that. There, there are a lot of Chinese in his cabinet um, or agents of the Chinese. Uh, you know, they don't have to be Chinese to be their agents. Um, so there, there are a lot of things going on that uh, we have to really um, examine when we think about uh, a war with China. Um, I don't think they're quite as advanced as we are when it comes to weapons. Um, but then you got to remember that who's the commander in chief right now? Joe Biden. And Joe Biden, as much as he says he doesn't like the Chinese, uh, I think he owes them. He owes them quite a bit. 
And uh, I think he's willing to sell us out in order to pay off the debt that he owes to them. Um, after all, they did get him elected, right? Um, so, uh, sorry, folks, there's a lot of distractions. Right? There's dogs barking in the backyard. There's teenagers out front. Uh, we're some clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. Um, and for you younger uh, listeners, that was a song that was popular probably in the early 70s. Maybe your late 60s, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, with all that going on, I, I kind of lose attention. Um, I, my wife just walked in here a few minutes ago, and I'm like, I'm on the air. Um, I gave her that look, I'm on the air. Uh, so anyway, if Joe Biden is serious and he is going to, he would try to prevent an attack, uh, of course, that would lead to an escalated war. And it would just give the Chinese more of an excuse to come after us, to come to the United States, uh, to North America. Um, but are they really here already? And we're going to look at that tonight. Um, now, this might be old news to some of you. I know this news has been floating around probably since 2020. But uh, given the light of the, um, the audio that has been transcribed and I'm going to read to you, um, it looks it's kind of renewed. Uh, my interest in what might be going on and hopefully your interest too, and hopefully it'll prepare us for what an eventuality may be. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into that uh, real quick. Again, I'm not going to try to do a two hour show. I've got commitments I have to keep after, you know, after the show ends. Um, I become a de facto uh, chicken farmer <laughs> and uh, they need to be in it dark. Otherwise, there's raccoons and everything else out there that wants to eat them. And I'd rather eat their eggs and raccoons eat the chickens. So um, I got to get out of here um, close to when it's almost really dark. So, um, but anyway, so let's look at this. Um, and now this is uh, in a newspaper called the Times of India. Now, India and China have... Um, gone at each other several times there's there's little areas of india that china claims is theirs just like there's little areas of india that pakistan claims is theirs okay um india used to be in that whole region actually used to be um administered by the um the british and when they pulled out of there they they just <laughs> see you later uh we're out of here and they didn't really do anything to set the borders firmly although they were set by the uh, united nations and things but um in, in retrospect, they weren't enforced by the United Nations like they should have been. So every once in a while, well, it hasn't happened in about 20 years now, maybe 30. But when I was younger, every once in a while, you hear these news reports about how the Chinese and the Indians uh, were going at it. Uh, the East Indians, not, not the Indians here in the United States uh, or in Canada or South America. Um, but uh, so... The Indians aren't, I don't think, too fond of China, although they trade with China. But, you know, there's there's just some things in life you have to do, even though you don't like doing them. So um, and I think that's what the Indians feel about trading with China. You know, it's it's an, a necessary evil, so to speak. It's a necessary evil to deal with the unnecessary evil, so to speak. Um, so uh, they're not fond of each other. Let's put it that way. Well, the Chinese are always sparring with somebody, you know, it seems anyway. Uh, a lot of times it's internal and they're, um, 
they're sparring with the the regions that are to, in the west of China, who want to be autonomous. Yet the Chinese don't want that. Um, the Chinese, uh, the communists in China, I should say, are. Um, it's kind of like taxes in the United States. Uh, they might have a temporary tax, but it never goes away. Uh, when China may say it's giving up authority to some areas, it, it never really lasts for a long time. Uh, they pressured the British for years to, t to uh, give up Hong Kong. When the British did, man, the Chinese were on it like white on rice. Um, although they claim it's autonomous, um, those living in Hong Kong and Macau really have to watch what they do because they're under the watchful eye of the Communist Party of China, uh, the CPC. And so when, the, when I read something like this coming from the Times of India, it doesn't surprise me. I think every chance the Indians get to embarrass China, they're going to take it. And hallelujah and praise the Lord for that. Um, every once in a while, I'm going to jump over and see if anybody's in the chat room because I get yelled at all the time. You know, like, hello, are you there? <laughs> um, anyway, so let me read this article. This article was written on May 23rd, 2022. It was published at 1438 is um, uh, India Standard Time, I guess, IST. And let's see, there's no real author to it. Um, okay, it says, New Delhi, an unprecedented and explosive audio leak of top secret meeting of the People's Liberation Army has revealed China's detailed plan to attack Taiwan. Experts say that the audio clip posted on the YouTube channel of Luda Media appears authentic. This will be the first time since the formation of the People's Republic of China in 1949 that a recording of a top-secret meeting of a military command has been leaked. See, they have been, they're, they're very anal about, about being um, secretive, uh, but not this time. Somebody wants to get elected, and it's not the people that are in office right now. Okay. Apparently, allies within the Communist Party of China, the CPC, especially the military, codenamed Thunder, carried out the recording of the meeting that took place on May 14th. No wonder the knives are out to nail the source of the leak. The lewd media um, recording was also posted on Twitter account of Jennifer Zhang at Gen Jennifer ATNTD. Uh, that's her Twitter name, I guess. Okay. The meeting steered by the hybrid leadership of the Guangdong military region reveals that during the operation against Taiwan, China will have to safeguard the Pearl River area in the Guangdong province. Now, don't get confused. Guangdong is, on, is in mainland China, okay? I thought it was maybe in, in Taiwan, but it's not. Uh, a densely populated area is the heartbeat of Chinese industry. The province, is, the province is majorly responsible for turning China into the workshop of the world. It includes Gangzhou, a world-class trading hub, Shenzhen, a high-tech capital, where giants of the digital age, such as Huawei and Tencent Industries, are headquartered. Other major cities of huge importance include Foshan, the furniture capital, Donggang, Zhongshan, Hong Kong, and Macau. Stability at the Pearl River Delta would be the key to the stability of Guangdong and China. The meeting also revealed vital industries that would play a central role in the execution of the war. These include companies that are involved in drone manufacturing, production of boats, as well as telecommunication companies, 
and satellite service uh, companies, all of which are real companies. And these companies' operations match with the functions that they're being given in the meeting. Um, in a little while, folks, I got my leather jacket laying around here somewhere. I'm going to have to go put it on. Um, believe it or not, it is almost the middle of June, and it's going to get down in the low 40s tonight here. And uh, there's no heat in this place yet. Okay. Among others, it mentions that present, we rely on Zuhui Orbita, Shenzhen Aerospace, Dongfang, or Dongfang Hong Satellite Company, Foshan Delia, and Jihua Laboratory, uh, and have formed four satellite detachments. We have in total 16 low orbit satellites with 0.5 to 10 meters global remote height, uh, ultra high optical resolution sensing the image in imaging capabilities. First, the mobilization tasks issued into our province by the Eastern and Southern war zones, totaling 20 categories and 239 items, mainly 1,358 attachments of various types with a total of 140,000 personnel, 953 ships, in various types of, of various types, and 1,653 unit sets of various unmanned equipment. Other resources include 20 airports and docks, six repair and shipbuilding yards, 14 emergency transfer centers, and resources such as grain depots, uh, hospitals and blood stations, uh, oil depots, gas stations, etc. Second, the National Defense Mobilization Recruitment Office office will recruit new military service personnel, retired military service personnel, and special talent totaling 15,500 people from our province. The National Defense Commission clearly stated that our province shall, shall coordinate the implementation of seven types of national level warfare resources, including mainly 64 10,000-ton roll-on, roll-off ships, 38 aircraft, 588 trains, and 19 civil facilities, including airports and docks. The contents of the order clearly pointed that the meeting was to discuss pre-war preparation. <clears throat> there are many different types of speak, type, type, many different voices speaking in the audio, which shows that it's more of a discussion-style meeting in which the different speakers have prepared their own points and are giving suggestions. Going by the speeches and salutations used, it appears that among the political leadership, Guangdong's party secretary, deputy secretary, governor, and vice governor are present in the meeting, apart from others that cannot be identified. Among the military personnel, Zhao He, major general of the People's Liberation Ar uh, Army commander of the Guangdong military region, Wang Shuzin, uh, standing commander member, committee member of the Guangdong Provisional Committee, a political commissar of the Guangdong military region is present. It says that the meeting is taking place to discuss orderly trans transition from normal to war status to discuss military planning and mobilization. Uh, three tasks are being focused on by the, uh, by the meeting of the standing committee of the Guangdong Provisional uh, Provincial Party Committee. One, to establish a National Defense Mobilization Command System. Two, implementation of a wartime work mechanism. Three, to carry out wartime supervision preparation. 
it then notes that all levels of all levels all regions and all departments in the province should work quick uh, should adjust or should quickly adjust to the work priority moving from focusing on economy developments to ensuring strategic victory it discusses the introduction of measures to guide and support high tech and special enterprises that are included in the potential resources in new domains and new systems lists to expand their, their production. It also focuses on ensuring state, uh, excuse me, stable production and ensuring the security of, of supply of important strategic materials. I mentioned smashing Taiwan independence forces and not hesitating to start a war, uh, resolutely defending national sovereignty and territorial integrity. This is the party central committee general Secretary Xing Jinping's major strategic decision. This is a reminder. <clears throat> okay. I got a reminder going on this here. It's not for me. Take my pills. <laughs> okay. Um, it figures that would happen. Uh, okay. This is the party central committee uh, general Xi Jinping's major strategic decision in view of the big picture of international and domestic affairs, as well as overall strategic situation of the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation. It was made after careful reviewing, carefully reviewing the timing and, and situations. It talks about strengthening the role of Guangdong for military action. It says, after the meeting of the provincial, provincial party committee general office issues, the minutes in the meeting, it is recommended that all departments follow the deployment of the meeting. Yeah, okay. Immediately open a joint military civilian command and operational command post, specifically plan and deploy and organize the province's uh, normal to war status transition work. Okay. A lot of words there. A lot of Chinese words there. It's hard to understand or pronounce even. But it's clear that they're planning something. And if you look on a map, uh, Guangdong is, um, if not the, the last province down on the, um, the east coast of China. Uh, it's the second from the last, and it's um, not very far from Vietnam, actually. So um, it's got more of a, uh, uh, what we call it, not a temperate uh, atmosphere. It's got more of a tropical atmosphere, um, if that means anything to you. I don't know. I just thought I'd say it. Um, let me check the chat room again. Okay, nobody. All right. So they're clearly transitioning from um, a peacetime footing to a wartime footing. Uh, I say peacetime kind of loosely because if China's ever in a peacetime um, mode, I, I, I haven't seen it. It's always like they're trying to build more weapons and uh, prepare for conquests and invasions and stuff. So um, although the preparations sometimes don't come into reality uh, as an invasion um, or hostility, still they do it. Okay. So it shows, shows there that they're really um, contemplating seriously uh, attacking Taiwan. Okay. Formosa is the island. Taiwan's the country. Um, so, with that in mind, um, let's look at the United States, okay, in particular, because we're probably the only country that has the um, 
the technology and the weaponry to be able to prevent it or at least uh, make it hard for China to do what they're planning on doing. Um, it would be harder for us to do that if we were fighting a war on our west coast and maybe our northern border too and our southern border because um, we'd be kept busy here wouldn't be able to fight overseas. Um, and then, yeah, boy, howdy, the um, the uh, the Russians could then have their way with uh, the um, uh, Western Europe and the free nations in Eastern Europe too. Uh, they wrote, they've always regretted giving that up uh, when Glasnost happened and and uh, the wall came down. But uh, if you look at uh, Ukraine, maybe they're uh, intent on taking some of it back. Um, and the fact that if it's true now, it's, I'm always, I always say if it's true, because when you hear this from from mainstream media or, or anything related to mainstream media, you got to you just have to you just have to um, take it with a grain of salt because it could be a smokescreen that's happening. So you don't see something else. And boy, if the government can blow smoke up your uh, hindquarters, it will. OK. For uh, many months now, maybe the last couple of years, if not more, um, I've been hearing rumors about the Chinese amassing uh, uh, troops in um, in Canada. And, you know, you have your, your people that are saying it, and you've even got videos of the Chinese troops marching, you know, on some small island there in um, by British Columbia, Vancouver. Um and and then you know the uh, the naysayers. Oh no, that's nothing. You know, <laughs> um, but you know, pictures worth a thousand words. And and then we start hearing from people up there that you know they can't go to that island, um, even though it's a provincial park. Uh, you know, it's it's off limits and and everything else. You start um, wondering what is truth and what is fiction. I am. Definitely looking for my coat, folks. Let me, uh, this is ridiculous. It's June, but I got to wear a coat. Um, I think I brought it in here with me. Huh. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll proceed and hope for the best, whatever that is. Now, I'm going to stand for a little while. I've got this really, really uncomfortable chair here. Um, I've ordered another chair. It should be here before next week's show. Uh, but for tonight and for the show with Brian on Thursday, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I've had a few problems with my legs and stuff lately, and, and this doesn't help. Um, but standing does, and I'll do that for a while until I have to sit again. So... Anyway, uh, I found an article online. Let me adjust this because I want you to be able to hear me. Okay, there we go. I hate it when I'm reviewing the recording and there's highs and lows, you know. Um, okay. And I found this article. And once it comes up, okay. This is on something called uh, exxonnews.org. It's E-X-O-N-N-E-W-S.org. 
And the name of the article is the Nutter's hyphens between each one of these words. China amassing tens of thousands of troops in Canada. And let's see when this thing was written. October 23rd, 2020. So it's a couple of years old. But it's, you know, it still could be credible. Um, and as always, I present these things as a, you know, what if or, um, you know, uh, when you read stuff online, if you believe everything that you read on the Internet, and uh, I don't know, you're a special kind of person that will believe anything. But uh, you always have to back these things up. And when uh, I read this article and then we back up, or not back up, when I back up and I and I do some research and find other articles that confirm it, not with the same word. That drives me crazy when people use the same words from one article to the other because they're obviously – copying and so you're still getting that one opinion you're not getting several opinions like you would be you hope you'd be getting you know but um anyway this is article was written by hal turner and his website looks like the blogging hounds.com h-o-u-n-d-s.com okay it says in late 2019 in china, uh, canada and china signed a treaty that allows the people's liberation army of china to station chinese troops in canada uh, beginning in 2020, it has long been rumored that China has been amassing troops to this in, in um, southern Mexico, but the rumors of the Chinese troops had not set up bases in Canada was pretty much laughed off until the video emerged of Chinese troops marching along a uh, road in Salt Springs Island near Vancouver, British Columbia, and it shows a video down below, and it's the video is kind of convincing, but it's not okay. <laughs> You got to look at it and take it with a grain of salt. Okay, so it says, what are Chinese troops doing on the U.S. border in British Columbia, Canada? According to January 15, 2020, Canadian Independent Press Review reports, under the terms of the Foreign Investment Protection Act, FIPA, and bilateral treaty ratified with China by the Trudeau government. <laughs> yeah, well, those communists always like to work with one another, don't they? Uh, the Trudeau government back in 2019, Chinese security forces can be stationed on Canadian soil to protect vital Chinese investments without the knowledge or consent of local authorities. Whoa, 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 what's this? So, for, in order for Canada to trade with China, China makes them sign a treaty. And part of that treaty is that, hey, you know, uh, we here in China want to be able to have some troops over there, you know, to protect our interests. Now, the Chinese have had interest in the United States for years, but I've never seen troops here, although I could be wrong. Um, so, let's see. Okay. Bear with me, folks. Time to sit down again. This will all be taken care of by next Monday, I promise you. Okay, let me see how, uh, yeah, I look like Tattoo on Fantasy Island. Okay, here we go. Um, okay, so let's read on here. Uh, why, would pre why would Prime Minister Justin Trudeau enter in such a treaty? Does Canada not have its own military to protect vital Chinese investments? Or was Trudeau paid off by China to betray the United States like this? Ding, 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 ding. Yes, that's it. <laughs> the Chinese are in bed with everybody. You know, they're, 
Yeah, just in bed with everybody. I'm not going to say some of the things I was going to say because I'm trying to reform myself here and not be so crude and unloving. Um, according to British Columbia locals, PLA troops are troops being stationed in Stanley Park in Vancouver pending the construction of a permanent base. Ooh, a permanent base. Stanley Park is now off limits to Canadians as enforced by Vancouver police. One Canadian citizen is quoted as saying, you got them, PLO troops, all over the coast, man, based out of Prince Rupert. A bunch of their military intel people work out of their consulate in town, which is Vancouver, and they can airlift the assault troops here in an hour, is what I've been told. Hal Turner of the Hal Turner radio show notes that there was news, um, there was a news story a few weeks ago about how the U.S. military is redeploying F-22s and F-35 jets to Alaska. Now, remember, this is when Bush was in office, okay? Um, I don't know. For all I know, Biden recalled the jets, and they're having barbecues out on the wings. Um, an ABC News story in March noted that President Trump and authorized the activization, activation, pardon me, of a million U.S. military reservists uh, released counter moves to prepare the U.S. for a Chinese invasion of Western Canada. On the summer, over the summer, the U.S. West Coast has seen ferocious wildfires that have been burned millions in, of acres and destroyed tens of thousands of American homes. Fires that seem to stop at the Canadian border. Hmm, interesting. Were those fires orchestrated to chase the population away from from the U.S. West Coast? DutchSense.com. Uh, stumbled upon environmental videos from the U.S. satellites that picked up literal beams of near-infrared spectrum being fired into the wildfires. See article here. Here's a link to an article. Um, when these directed energy weapon beams hit, the fires would immediately spread and grow in intensity. People on the ground have uh, also taken pictures of these energy beams coming from the sky to create or spread wildfires. Um, Here's a little thing. I don't know if you know or not, but uh, if you're in the know and you and you read a lot, you probably do. But um, back when Santa Rosa was on fire, uh, California, must have been about four or five years ago now. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was a news helicopter or a police helicopter. They were viewing the uh, some of the burning areas. And uh, lo and behold, this bright green light crosses in front of them, greenish blue, I think. And um, and they had to actually take an evasive maneuver so that they didn't fly into it. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's, it, it was the weirdest thing, that and in Paradise, California, too. I mean, the cars would catch on fire, but the trees next to them would not. You know, it's uh, houses would burn down, but uh, left the vegetation alone many times. And um, it showed melted wheels and the whole nine yards on cars. Now, um, if the wheels are uh, aluminum or if they're um, a magnesium kind of wheel, I could see that happening to some degree, but not in the way the pictures um, showed it. I mean, pools of uh, aluminum or magnesium um, just laying there, or manganese, whatever that metal is. Secretary of, <laughs> Secretary of Defense Mark Esper has revealed that China and Russia have weaponized space. In an address to the Air Force Conference, Esper said that the Chinese, the China and Russia 
are employing asymmetric capabilities, stating they have weaponized space with direct energy weapons. An image of a car taken on the side of the wildfire shows how the wheels of the car, here we go, <laughs> had actually melted. How can burning wood melt steel? It can't. The burn temperature doesn't get hot enough, but a direct energy weapon could do it. China knows that American citizens are armed to the teeth under the Second Amendment. It is their strategy to decrease the American population on the West Coast so they won't be facing so many of those armed citizens. Are they softening up the West Coast for invasion? Are the Chinese bringing in military equipment such as tanks, armored personnel carriers, and self-propelled artillery, helicopters, and planes as well? Okay, and there's an editor's note here. It would seem implausible that the Chinese military could amass a number of troops that would take to stage an inv a U.S. invasion from British Columbia without the U.S. being aware of it already and ready. Um, but Dr. Michael Sala prepositioned uh, for some of the false flag events that uh, devastated U.S. infrastructure, such as ast asteroid impact or an EMP attack where they stream over the border for humanitarian assistance rather than an outright invasion. These troops could be a vanguard to enter the United States under the guise of humanitarian aid or assistance. Uh, being, a, being in a position to incapacitate key concentration centers and power grids then open the door to the Chinese ground invasion. As the deep state has already infiltrated a hardline Chinese government and military, what measures are Alliance White Hats um, taking to counter this move? Defeating the deep state, uh, converting the world's financial system and replacing it, um, the corrupt communist PRC with the Kisera Republic under the President Xi would certainly do the job. Under a treaty signed, uh, yeah, okay, I remember this article now. It's, it's going into everything over again. Okay, so I don't do that, and I'm not going to do that. So anyway, Trudeau, uh, a.k.a. Fidel Castro's bastard child, uh, is selling Canada down the drain. We've known that already. We saw what happened to the truckers uh, last year. And uh, or it might have been earlier this year. I can't remember uh, what he did to them. You know, so... Uh, Canada, I hope you come back. I really do. I hope that you fight for your freedom and you you come back to your senses and everybody would just start to do something to free your country. Um, and the United States, too, for that matter, uh, that we would do stuff. But um, anyway, that's that article. So there are troops, the Chinese troops in Canada. Uh, there were in, in 2020, and there's no indication that they ever left. Okay. Some guy was, oh, that's, sorry, that's, that's the next subject here. Uh, so if they're on the northern border, are, are they in Mexico too, right? Um, the answer would be yes. Um, they seem to be uh, working with the cartels, actually, in many instances. You know, two wrongs never make a right. But um, I guess some people haven't learned that. Uh, would you folks mind if I just look for my coat for a second? It's really getting cold in here. Um, maybe I'll entertain you with uh, 
I'll just talk while I'm looking. Hold on one second, okay? Okay, where did I leave it? Where's the coupon? I don't think I brought it with me. All right. There is a way out of this predicament. Now, what I'm about to do, I don't want anybody taken as a as a whim that I am a fan of this team. I deplore this team. This team goes against everything that I believe in. Uh, they represent a college that is communistic in nature, which they all are, right? And, um, but, you know, I'd wear anything right now to stay warm. So, yes, it's an Oregon Ducks blanket. My wife is an Oregon Ducks fan. Uh, God bless her. I still love her. Um, I am an Oregon Beavers fan because I'm more conservative, I guess. I don't know. She's quite conservative, but kind of misled when it comes to allegiances with colleges, I would say. Anyway, I'm back. Um... Okay, so we're talking about um, Chinese being in, in um, Mexico. Now, I had another article about this, and when I was reading it further, it was kind of mocking the fact that the Chinese, uh, that people say the Chinese are in Mexico. But there were accounts where people were writing in and saying, hey, you know, uh, we drove down, to, you know, for instance, uh, Guadalajara. And on our way there, we saw a whole bunch of Chinese troops and, um, you know, lots of stories like that. And then the guy that wrote the article was a, a real schmendrick. And he um, he said, well, yeah, you know, the that's kind of a racist comment. And when you hear that, you know, <laughs> you know, you're in for a, a fun time, a fun little ill factoid. Um, and um, so he said, yeah, he says, well, you know. Being that the uh, the Mexicans are part Indian, and that Indians uh, are descended from Asians, of course they would look Asian. Well, there's a big difference, folks. <laughs> I've been in Mexico a number of times, and I've seen uh, Mexicans that are, you know, that have a lot of Indian in them, and they don't look Chinese. They look like Indians. Um, so it's a fallacy. But anyway, uh, it's a fallacy that's saying that, the, you know, that they're, they're really Mexicans dressed in. And the whole thing was that it was um, Chinese dressed in Mexican uniforms. And uh, you know what? I don't need those earphones, I guess. Um, I'll just not wear them. Okay. And uh, so that be the case, you know, it's the whole, the whole premise was that the Chinese were wearing Mexican army or military uniforms. And, um, and this guy was t talking about what a fallacy that was, that they were really the Mexican army. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. But, um, the thing is that over the last couple of decades, uh, last decade, anyway, 
there have been instances of uh, Mexican army uh, members um, crossing the border and some of them shooting across the border at the border patrol agents and uh, and the border patrol agents also often say that these people look like they're they're orientals or excuse me Asians um, I, some people get really tick when you say orientals and and uh, if you know Latin <laughs> you know orientalis means eastern and where do the Chinese live in the Eastern Hemisphere, right? Um, in North Hemisphere, Eastern Hemisphere. Um, there's Occidentalis, which is Western, and there's um, Orientalis, which is Eastern. And um, so people that use that argument are morons. Um, anyway. And it's usually white folks that say it. You know, you very rarely hear, very rarely hear uh, Asians uh, protesting when they're called Orientals. Uh, it happens, but not quite often. But um, anyway, so yes, there's even been uh, people that have reported that uh, they've uh, looked on satellites and seen large uh, newly built uh, villages or settlements. Um, and, and claiming that having gone there, they're um, they're uh, loaded with uh, with Chinese soldiers or Chinese people. Anyway, now yes, um, I know that there's a lot of Japanese in in Mexico because a lot of cars uh, uh, Japanese cars are made in or parts of them are made in uh, Mexico. And uh, Toyota's got a big plant down there. I think um, Mazda does. And I think, um, not Datsun, Nissan has a big um, concern down there. So anyway, those things haven't been said. Um, then we didn't have to ask the question, are we being infiltrated? And when Trump was in office, he really tightened up the border. It was nice for a change, knowing that maybe we were going to catch up and, and stop this and put an end to it and stuff like that. But no, then Biden, Biden stole the election. He did steal it. And um, he's letting everybody, Tom, every Tom, Tom, Tomas, uh, Ricardo, and uh, I don't know what Spanish is for Harry, uh, move into or across the border into the United States. So, uh, and they found prayer, uh, Muslim prayer rugs down on the border. They found a lot of different things that don't come from people from Mexico or Central or South America. So um, I found this little article I thought was kind of interesting because if, if you're going to take over a country, what, what would you do? You know, you, now you, you're not going to do this overnight. You're going to do this over a period of years. And personally, what I would do is I put a lot of my own people into that country. Um, for various reasons, you know, a lot of businessmen, um, uh, you name it, um, are here in this country doing business, um, for the communist Chinese, but, um, there's also a lot of people coming over here to uh, supposedly as asylum seekers and, and they want to be free and everything else, but, uh, are they, are they really seeking freedom or are they? Um, later on going to just uh, be like a maturian candidate and uh, and just aid their fellow countrymen from China into uh, 
all sorts of uh, ways to get into this country through sabotage and everything else, you know. Um, and the same with the Muslims, it's the same way. But um, anyway, that, that remains to be seen. We'll kind of watch that. But um, there's been a, a large influx. Uh, the, or, the article here says U.S. Border Patrol agents apprehend 1,155 Chinese migrants this fiscal year after they illegally entered from Mexico and Canada or coastal boundaries. More than 95% came over the southwestern border between October 1st, 2019 and January 31st, 2020. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials responded to an inquiry from Breitbart, Texas, uh, and reported that uh, Border Patrol agents apprehended 1,555 or 1,155 Chinese nationals who illegally crossed into the United States. Of those, 1,114 were apprehended after crossing between ports of entry in the nine border patrol sectors, making up the southwestern border uh, with Mexico. Of the remaining, 17 were apprehended after illegal crossing into the Canadian, over the Canadian border, and 24 were apprehended along coastal boundaries. You know, folks, this kind of stuff happened in World War II. Um, there were actually Germans that came over to the United States and, and committed sabotage, and some, some of them are here already and committed sabotage. So um, you've heard that uh, Germans and Italians went into, some some of them went into concentration camps during World War I or the beginning of, excuse me, World War II and the beginning of it. Well, that's true. And most of it was because they were suspected of being plants here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Breitbart, Texas investigated the matter after Border Patrol agents in Rio Grande Valley, Laredo, and Del Rio sectors um, commented on the increasing number of Chinese migrants appearing in their sectors. During fiscal year 2019, which ended September 30th, CPB reports that the Border Patrol agents apprehended 2,134 Chinese migrants um, after the illegal, illegal entry to the U.S. The 1,155 apprehended during the first four months of fiscal year 2020 represents more than half of the total arrested during the entire previous year. Um, in fiscal year tw- uh, 19, um, agents arrested 2,060 along the so- southwestern border, 47 along the northern border, and 27 al- on coastal boundaries. So folks, they're pouring in just like the migrants from Guatemala, Nicaragua, um, Panama, not so much, but um, you know, all the uh, Central American countries, some South American countries, and of course, Mexico. Um, and it's a problem that's really getting out of hand, too. But imagine if you could sneak enough people in um, with a mission, and then at a certain time, you broadcast something over the air, or you know, you have somebody visit each one of them and say, hey, you know, it's on, let's do it, you know, and then all of a sudden, uh, Refineries are blowing up and everything else. So it does not surprise me. It will not surprise me if that happens um, right around the time that China invades Taiwan and potentially invades the United States. So you can see that the, uh, sorry, the uh, immigration thing is a problem too. Uh, Never a dull moment, huh? 
So will the uh, Chinese invade the United States? Most probably. It's my feeling that they will. And um, by the way, registered trademark, okay? So I'm showing this sign here to show that it is an authentic duck's blanket and uh, that I'm recognizing the registration and not breaking any laws by wearing this. Uh, and I believe the Oregon ducks are the last people that I would uh, advertise for uh, on this earth, uh, along with Satanists and the LGBT community and everything else. So, yes, I do think it's going to happen. I think that uh, it's inevitable. Um, being in Oregon is, is going to be interesting because if they flood into Washington and Idaho, no, yeah, Washington and Idaho, and they come into California, um, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas through the southern border, and some of them even pour in over um, maybe the Dakotas, Montana, and stuff like that. Um, it'll be interesting to, to watch uh, how they're repelled, if they're repelled, and uh, how much uh, patriots love this country by, by um, taking a call to arms to repel these invaders. Um, they already own a lot of property in this country. They own um, companies, uh, some very important companies. And um, it, it was never the founding fathers' uh, idea to allow foreign people to own so much property in the United States. But just like everything else that the founding fathers intended, the uh, the uh, leftists, liberals, you name it, have um, corrupted and uh, and changed. So, um, will we be attacked? Yes, and I think it'll be on the around the same time that they attack Taiwan. Um, keep the United States busy so that the United States cannot respond. And the best way to keep the United States busy is to attack the United States on its own soil. Um, yeah, a lot of Chinese will die. A lot of Americans will die, but. Um, that's what happens in war, right? So we've seen some compelling evidence that uh, Chinese troops are in Canada and Mexico. And there's stuff on the internet, too, that you can look up if you want to. But the thing that we must remember, uh, being believers in Yeshua, is that he's got us in his hands, okay? Um, look how many times the Jewish people were were conquered and um, and routed and everything else, you know? Uh, yet they still remain the Jewish people to this day, okay? The tribe of Judah, anyway. A lot of the others are uh, uh, out there, you know. Probably some of you have uh, the blood of Ephraim in you or um, Ishakar or Asher. Or, you know, you name the tribe other than Judah or Benjamin. And um, so, and that goes into a And we ought to get into that. That's an interesting study about all Israel being saved and that um, believers in Yeshua might actually be part of the lost 10 lost tribes of Israel. I think we'll do that pretty soon. It's a very interesting study and it's one that needs to be um, examined. Oh, look at this. I got three people in the chat room. All right. Harmacist. Hey, Harmacist. It's good to see you. Uh, oh, good. Lexi Calstress. Vases and carpets are oriental. People are not. Okay. 
I'll accept that. Um, okay. I can understand that. That's, that's something I'm not going to um, argue about. And um, I can go either way on. So, well, it's good that we have uh, two people that came back. I'm glad to have you here. Are you still here? That's the important thing. I, uh, a lot of times I don't have time to uh, check the, um, the board and because uh, I'm reading and stuff. And, you know, if Brian's with me on a show, then uh, it's easy. You know, while he's talking, I'm checking this board. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, I, I have to go back and forth. And uh, at least I remember to look today. <laughs> um, so, folks, what's the weather like in your part of the country? Or if you're overseas, what is it like over there? Um, I keep talking to people. Uh, I know some a couple in the Midwest and live in Kansas. They said it was supposed to be 100 degrees today in Kansas. Oh, okay. Hopped in 30 minutes ago. Um, Lexi Caltress. I hope I'm saying your name right. Um Everything I've said is terrifying. Well, I know, I know, but you know, we live in a fallen world and um, in a fallen world, we have to be prepared for bad things to happen. You know, call you Lexi. Okay. I can do that. Um, okay. Thank you, Lexi. I'll do that from now on. Um, yeah. And you know, it's, uh, I know a lot of Christians that, you know, it's it's all. I, we go to a fellowship that I really like. It's it's just a group of people that get together, and every time they have a word of knowledge or something, it's always something good. And I'm sitting there, and I and, I, and I'm going, Lord, if they pick me, I don't want to tell them what you you want me to say, because it's not the primrose uh, path that everybody else is talking about. You know, it's it's like, hey, you know, you got to start honoring the Lord. You got to start um, walking in his ways and his precepts and his paths. And, and uh, I remember Yeshua said that um, uh, in this world, you'll have tribulation, but take heart or rest because I've overcome this world. So we have to put our trust in him and he'll help us to overcome this world too. So Lexi, yeah, well, things sound terrifying there. It's all according to, like Jim Wilhelms used to say, who's your daddy? You know, if your daddy is the Lord, uh, the Yahweh, the God of Israel, uh, then we've got the tiger by the tail, uh, basically speaking. And uh, we don't have to worry about things like that. The Chinese can march down our street. And, <clears throat> you know, how many times have you read stories about how when invaders came into a land, but for some reason the invaders... Um, the people that were believers found favor in the invader's eyes. I don't know. Um, it's happened before and it could happen again. And uh, uh, for the longest time, my wife used to teach Chinese kids how to uh, speak English. And we're talking about real little ones, you know, and um, uh, that got taken away because the Chinese uh, government ended that and uh, they didn't trust foreigners teaching their kids how to speak English. Um which is, you know, totally stupid, but uh, understandable if they're that paranoid and worried about the United States um, pulling some kind of action to get them. But 
I always told my wife, I says, you know, if it happens 20 or 25 years from now, you know, we, we might have somebody that comes up and, you know, knocks on our door, real belligerent, and they see her and they go, oh, you are my teacher, you know, um, let me get you some food, you know, it, stranger things have happened, okay, um, but that's where we're told to trust in the Lord, because when, in times like this, and the times that are coming, there's nobody else you can trust in, you know, yes, if your family is a family of believers, you can trust in them, uh, to the most degree, um, oh, what do we got here? Lexi says, I once worked for a Taiwanese lady who was a Christian. She favored me over everyone else in the office because I took off holy days. Oh, there you go. You know, when you meet some believers from, from overseas, man, there's some strong believers. Um, yeah, the church in Taiwan is strong. The church in China, mainland China, is very strong. Um I remember when I went to Mexico several times, you know, and I met the, the Christians down there, man, they were the total antithesis of, of the, you know, we want to take over the United States, uh, Mexican population. They were very friendly, very loving, uh, would, would give you the shirt off their own back, um, to use a phrase that gets used way too often, but, um, Christians from the, um, the former Eastern Bloc, uh, wonderful people wonderful wonderful people i'm not talking about so much the orthodox or the established churches i'm talking about believers who believe yahweh here in the heart and um and those come from all denominations okay um but yeah we just need to to trust in him and to know he's got our our best interest at heart and i know this this might sound a little off the wall to some of you but the way I look at it is that it's a win-win situation, you know, for me anyway, and, and all of you too, if you think about it. Um, they hurt us. They kill us. We get to go be with the Lord. Now, people that don't know Yahweh, don't know Yeshua. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Lexi says the underground church in China is inspirational. Uh, the state of the sanctioned church is not so much. Um, I'm going to say something that might torpedo some boats here. And I hope that, you know, you understand and you still love me afterwards. Um, but I know that the church in countries that, that are, um, that are suffering, uh, the Christians in, in countries that are suffering like China and the Muslim countries and stuff like that, um, get very offended when Western Christians talk about the pre-trib rapture. Um, I remember Corey Tamboom came out against it, and but there was a, a pastor somewhere in China who sent a letter to the United States and said, you know, you guys are welcome to come over here, but please, when you do, do not bring that subject up because it makes those of us who are suffering feel like we're not worthy. Like, you know, how come you guys don't have to suffer and we do? And we're the ones that are following the Lord. So anyway, you know, I'm not, like I said, I always hope that uh, the pre-tribbers are right and that I won't have to be here halfway through. Um, but I'm ready for it in case I have to. So, um, 
let's get off of that subject because it's a dangerous one to be on. It's like walking on thin ice in uh, springtime. And uh, I don't like falling through ice. Uh, I don't like ice at all, actually, in the, in the springtime. I don't like ice right now. Um, yeah, it's really cold here. <laughs> I would never think if, if I were to come here from somewhere else, I would never think that it is June. That's what I'm talking about. We've only had like one day in the 80s, a few days in the 70s, and most days in the 50s and 60s here, um, the last month or so. So anyway, um, what I'm going to do, folks, because I think we've we've looked at the subject of the, an invasion from China, and terrifying as it is, uh, it, it could become a reality. But what does uh, scripture say? If my people who are called by my name, and I, I know I always mess this up, I forget part of it, will humble themselves, will will pray and ask forgiveness. Uh, this is an encapsulated version. I will hear from heaven and come down and heal their land. Okay, so there's always an opportunity for this country, the United States, and let's throw in Canada too, um, to, to receive our freedom back maybe more than we had it before. And it all takes a, a humble and contrite heart on his people's account, your account, my account. Um, the Lord says he loves a, um, a humble and contrite heart. And he can work with a humble and contrite heart. And if we start manifesting that truthfully, um, then there is every every chance he could come down. He could end the new world order right now and put it off another hundred years. Um, he could he could start a revival around the world. He could um, delay the start of the tribulation for a hundred years. You know, um, but it's all according to what we do. <laughs> okay. And even if he decided not to and we still obeyed him, then we're doing what we're supposed to do. So to uh, like Keith Green's song in the scripture says, to obey is better than sacrifice. So uh, those things haven't been said. Um, what I'm going to get, I'm going to get going. I, it's getting dark out and I know my chickens are going to want to get locked up pretty soon. Um, next month, he's supposed to start laying eggs. So I'm really happy about that. We have eight chickens and each one's supposed to lay one egg a day. Maybe more. And I love eggs. <laughs> so, um, and I love selling eggs too. So anyway, folks, um, I got to get them all buttoned up and take my dogs for a walk and, and get them all satisfied for the night so they don't wake me up at five in the morning having to go outside. Um, that's a drag. Um, and we have three old dogs and uh, we love our dogs. They're awesome dogs. Um, if you're a dog person, you're you're all right in my eyes. If you're a cat person, you are too. But uh, I really, I really enjoy dogs a lot better. Bake a daffodil cake. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up, Lexi. If you have too many eggs, bake a daffodil cake. Do they make it with real daffodils? I know that's a stupid question, probably, but it calls for a ton of, ooh, okay. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Thanks, I'll look it up. I definitely will. We all love eggs here. My little granddaughter. Um, 
Okay, it's just an A. Okay. Uh, my little granddaughter says, I love eggs. And I says, well, you're going to have a bunch of them pretty soon, so you better love them a lot. And uh, so anyway, folks, I'm going to get going here. Um, God bless you. Uh, Yahweh bless you, I should say. Many religions have God, but only our religion, our um, faith, I hate the word religion, our faith, our fellowship is with the master of the universe, the one that created the universe, and the one that will bring the universe to an end, and the one who sent his son to die for us. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, your lying down. May he bring you the peace that passes all understanding. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Folks, we'll see you on Thursday night, me and Brian, okay? And uh, be blessed until then. Bye now.